Good morning, everybody. I am a paper notes person, so I have like three different things going on around here. I don't trust my iPad as much. <laughs> so, all right, so very thankful to be here this morning. for having me. Thank you, Mom and Dad, for asking me to come speak while they're in Arkansas and trusting me with this. Um, so y'all been talking about kingdom, kingdom people for the past uh, three weeks, or this is the third of our series for the past two two weeks, and so I got to kind of look over notes and what y'all have been learning and, and studying and going deeper in, so I'm really excited this morning to talk about it, but I uh, wanted to do a little bit of a recap. If you haven't been here for the past two weeks, like myself, I had my own little recap last night, but Here's a recap to go over what has been talked about. Uh, so we're in the week three of the series called Kingdom People. The series is designed to remind you that Jesus should always be the king of your life. As a believer, your identity is in the fact that you're a son and the daughter of a king. Amen. How you live your life should be based entirely on the principles of God's kingdom found in his word. So here's what we talked about in weeks one and two. In week one, we told you how to enter the kingdom of God, that you must be born again. John 3, 3 says, Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Being born again means that you're currently living a life of repentance and faith because it's more than a one-time prayer. It's a lifestyle. It's an entirely new way of living. Colossians 1.13 says, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sins. We were born into a sinful kingdom, but through salvation we've been transferred into God's kingdom, what we're talking about today. In week two, we share with you three foundational proofs that you're living a kingdom of life, a kingdom uh, in kingdom life, excuse me. Does anybody remember who those three things were? Righteousness, peace, and joy. Romans 14, 17, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. What truly matters to our king is that we're living a life marked by these things. Yes, yes. So today, we're going to further understanding of what it means to be a kingdom person and that his kingdom is a kingdom of power. Yes. Power. We're going to talk about power today. Kingdom of power. Thank you very much. I'm spread out a good desk up here instead. <laughs> Just read the whole thing. All right. So his kingdom is a kingdom of power. We're going to talk about three ways that his kingdom is a kingdom of power today. In access, usage, and the purposes of Jesus' kingdom power. As a believer, you have unlimited access to power. Say access. Access. Power is not something you win. It's not something that you achieve as a believer. It's something that you steward. Because just like salvation, when you accepted Jesus and the Holy Spirit came in you, you became a new creation in Christ. Everything that comes with it. So now you have the responsibility to co-labor with him, to steward and to walk out your salvation with the Lord, right? So power isn't something that we're like, oh man, I really wish I was a powerful person. If you have the Holy Spirit... Greater is he that lives in you than he who is in the world. So now we have the responsibility and the joy and the honor that it is to steward this. So Paul made this very clear in 1 Corinthians 4.20. He says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. Because you can talk all you want about Christian things, but the kingdom 
people know that there must be visible results to accompany speech, right? right? right. So I, I think, especially growing up in the church, power is a word that we hear a lot. And sometimes if you grew up in a culture that power means you're really loud, or worship goes for two hours, and everybody's out on the floor, or you're laughing in the spirit, or somebody fell out, and like, man, that was a powerful time of worship. Right. That's great, but do you know that power can look like very quiet, yeah. very gentle? Yes. Yes. Because power, I think, this morning, as I, I just believe the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you as we're talking today, of just what power really is, scripturally, and what the manifestation of power looks like, because it might be different than what you expect. Because he's greater than everything we could ask or imagine. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? The word is our primary revelation of the Holy Spirit, which means, you know, he's not going to conflict with himself in the word. Right. right. But power doesn't always mean really, really loud and yeah. what we know power to be. Power is, God's power is much more well-rounded yes. than the humanistic view of what power is. Yes. It's whole. Because holiness brings wholeness. Right. So everything he does with power is bigger than even what we see. So, Jesus' ministry began with preaching about the kingdom, and then he showed the kingdom of power. It's not just a matter of talk, but of power. Matthew 4, 23, Jesus went throughout Galilee teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. He didn't only ever talk or teach about what it meant to be a part of God's kingdom, which was critically important. Don't forget that. Critically important to teach and to learn and to steward what this is. But there were displays of power with it that accompanied it. I mean, if you think about this, that Jesus was not, you know, the only um, teacher in Israel right. at the time that people were like, wow, revelation. You know, there were many rabbis. There were many people who were impressive and then talk. Right. Jesus, even from a young age, though, had this special thing about him. Yes. Right. At the age of 12, Pharisees who had been studying their entire lives were listening to this strange kid who came yes. in and was like, I, I want to talk about, mm-hmm. about the Father. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. But there was something different about him. There were many great teachers, but what he did is that he taught about the kingdom yes. and its fullness, yes. which meant there was a company signs and miracles and wonders that came with it. He, because uh, he, he was a demonstrator of the word. He was the word, and he demonstrated it. There were lots of teachers in Israel, but Jesus demonstrated. Paul understood this as well. Paul, a scholar himself, in 1 Corinthians 2, 4 through 5 says, My message and preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. It might not rest on just human wisdom, but on God's power. So before we kind of move on from what we have in access to usage, I kind of want to mention, you know, the kingdom of God is not just a talk, but a power. You're like, okay, yeah, I talk about it, but I feel maybe there's this thing coming up today that you're like, I kind of feel ashamed that I haven't seen the results of the things that I'm praying for or believing for. Or, you know, even like the concept of like healing, you know, like I talk about it a lot, but am I, am I doing something wrong? I'm not seeing these manifestations, these demonstrations of power in my life. What's going on? And what I want to ask you is, you know, when's the last time you prayed for somebody to get healed? 
-hmm. You can read about it, you can listen to it, you can study it, but then it has to come to a point where talk turns into action. We have to put ourselves out there with the Lord. Because here's the thing, the Father is the safest person in place to ever put yourself out there. Your faith, whenever you're saying, Lord, I'm going to step into this, I'm going to try this. I'm going to do what you said. I'm actually going to lay hands on the sick and see them heal. Yes. I'm going to see them recover. Dependence on God is never something you should be ashamed of. Amen. Ever. Right. Keep doing, trying until you see it. Yes. And consider every other time where you don't see immediately the results that you're praying for as seed. Yes. Because wow. it's still faith. Wow. Yes. It's still faith. He is faithful. To his word and always good. Yes. yes. Always. Amen. It's a beautiful thing that power doesn't depend on us. Right. It's the Holy Spirit. Right. It's kingdom yes. power. Yes. Again, it's not something that we're like, oh, I wish I was powerful. Yes. We received it when we received the Holy Spirit because yes. it's who he is. Yes. He is power and he is faithful and he is good. Yes. Amen. Yes. So, right now, we are in a new house. Thank you, Jesus. We closed, yeah, we closed on our first home on Cody's birthday in October. Um, but we moved into the beginning of November, and there were definitely things that we knew that we would have to fix up and change when we moved in, which was okay because, you know, it's fun project. If you've been to my parents' home, you can see they're like, and I made this change, I made this change. I would go over to my mom's house and she's like, so I painted the kitchen today, like just randomly. <laughs> so I love this kind of fun challenges and projects. And um, Cody's learning that more and more about me now that I have my hands on something that's our own. Because <laughs> we've been in a rental before and I'm like, I can't really, you know, change out that bathroom bit you like and hope they don't notice, but here I can. <laughs> but I've never done that before. So electricity is something that you don't really just play around with. So I studied hard. I went to YouTube and said, how to change out vanity light. And there are some great tutorials, actually. Um, so I, I went to YouTube. I watched multiple videos. I read blogs. I read you know, Home Depot, DIY, whatever. Notes, instructions, and I studied and I studied. But there had to be a point where I'm like, OK. Can't just look at the box of the light that I got. The bathroom was like, Lord, if you could just transport, straight it out, Jesus, please. But I had to actually do what I had been trained for, with the help of my husband. He did most of the work, actually. But I was just like, okay, here are the notes. You've heard of mansplaining? Mansplaining is way worse. I'm like, no, you're doing it wrong. This is what the notes say. So, uh, but there had to be a point where I was like, okay, let's do this. So we did all the right things. We're going to break this off. We traded it out. Arms are tired. But when I tried it and it worked, I was like, we got this. I was like, this is the first big house project we've done. I was like, we can do anything. I was like, let's just change out every light in the house. <laughs> about kingdom power 
is that it's powerful. Yes. And it doesn't run out. Yes. You know, we can't be like, okay, somebody got healed. Awesome. I guess that was my one and done for life. I fulfilled your commandment, Lord. Thank you. Check. But no, it should make you excited to see yes. more. Yes. Make you hungry for more. Yes. Like, wow, that person got healed? No matter how big or small or manifestation of healing I saw that day, I'm going to go out and pray for more people. Yes. Right. Because this is available to me. Yes. It happened once. Maybe not in my life, but in the Word it happened. And then I see it in mine. Whoa, truth, truth, truth. Yeah. It's just a domino effect. It makes you want to do more and more and more. It makes you confident. Yes. We don't have to worry about running out of our power or strength, human wisdom. But the strength and power of the Holy Spirit never runs out. So the pressure is off and the power is on. Yes. So, number two, talk about usage, kingdom power. We have power over every work of the enemy. There is absolutely no demonic power, no sickness, no disease, no problem, and no lack that is greater than the power of King Jesus. Amen. 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 Let's turn to Matthew chapter We're going to read to verse 28. Okay. Do they say amen? Amen. amen. Awesome. Then they brought Jesus, a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute. And Jesus healed him so that he could both talk and see. And all the people were astonished and said, Could this be the son of David, referencing the Messiah? But when the Pharisees heard this, they said, It's only by Beelzebub, or Satan, the prince of demons, that this fellow drives out demons. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined. And every city or household divided against itself will not stand. If Satan drives out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then can the kingdom, his kingdom stand? And if I drive out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your people drive them out? So then, they'll be your judges. Yes. But if I drive out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. I love that. Yes. I love that. He not only taught an important principle about what power looks like, but he demonstrated it. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, this, this is actually what's going on. Ironically, the religious people in that scene were more acquainted with the power coming from Satan's kingdom than from God's. That's why they accused of Jesus of having power from Satan because they couldn't even recognize God in right, power. Right, right, right. I mean, have you ever been around the people who are so focused on the works of the enemy? It's just tiresome. Yes. Yes. I know the devil's doing this today. Satan is a created being and has nothing. Yes. Colossians 2.15, having disarmed the powers and authorities, Jesus made a public spectacle of them, yes. triumphing <laughs> over them by the cross. He is disarmed. Yes. Yes, he is. Yeah. So we have a security system at our house, and every time we turn the alarm on and off, the little box says, uh, system armed or system disarmed. And every time we open the door, the front door is open, back door is open. I don't know how to turn it off, so it's very loud. 
and early in the morning it kind of scares me. But at least I know it's working. Yeah. So every time I turn the system on, it says system on or disarmed. And it made me think about that this morning as I was walking out. Because the enemy is disarmed. Yes. It doesn't mean that you know, the thief won't try to come and steal, kill, and destroy, break into your house. But it does mean that there is a system at hand that is for your benefit and your protection. And if I don't answer my phone, the alarm system says, are you there? You know, if the alarm didn't go off, someone in the house, the police are dispatched. Yes. Angels are dispatched. Come on now. There are systems. The kingdom of God is set up for the benefit of God's children. Come on now. And for the glory of his kingdom. Yeah. So Jesus said specifically here, his power was the Holy Spirit power. The kingdom of God is evidenced when demonic power is defeated. When we live according to kingdom principles, we share in God's power. Matthew 16, 19. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. These keys open doors that are locked and lock doors that are open. We have the kingdom power. We are powerful people. We are sons and daughters of God. So why would we ever be intimidated or focus on or be impressed by the works of the enemy? I think the Pharisees were so used to, you know, seeing, you know, Satan's work and they're like, oh, man, it must be that. I mean, if it's impressive, it must be from the enemy. Yes. <laughs> right? That shouldn't be your first thought. Right. What is God doing in this yeah. situation? Right. Right. What is God doing? We have power over every work of the enemy. Every work. Yes, we do. So um, a couple years ago, when I was in a, a school of ministry, uh, every weekend we would have outreach, and we would go to different place in our neighborhood and you know we were the people who came and knocked on the door and said hello can I take out your trash and pray for you <laughs> and so we would get to do it and some people would close the door and some people would say sure thank you and some people would actually let us pray for them yes. believe it or not wow yes. it was really cool you never knew what you were going to get but that's kind of what made it exciting right. so, once you get past the fear it's just fun yes. <laughs> so <laughs> so um we were, we had been there for about an hour and we were wrapping up. It was a group of maybe five or six of us. And we see this guy coming down from his house. We said, oh, hey, sir, you know, it, we're here. We're just about to leave, but do you have anything? Do you have trash you can take to the, the dumpster for you? Or do you need healing or um, pray prayer for anything? And he's like, okay, sure. And I'm like, yes, someone will let us pray for them. Awesome. Um, so we, we start to pray over him. He was really receptive, really nice. You know, it's, it's always kind of interesting to watch people who aren't familiar with Christianity or Jesus or, any, or anything like that. Their body language kind of will be really tense. But it relaxes if you have kindness and gentleness. And you don't go up to them immediately and start speaking in tongues in their face. And they're like, I don't speak that language. I speak English. <laughs> what you're saying? So we go, and he was really receptive to it. We start praying over them. I'm like, I feel like the the Lord, you know, speaks to us sometimes when we share what we are seeing over you and kind of hearing the Lord say. Okay, sure. 
And so we start prophesying. Each person kind of goes around a circle and they're like, I see this in your life, and I feel like the Father really wants to do this, and He loves you. And it all, each word started to kind of revolve around the theme of trees, which, you know, it was fine. And everybody's like, oh, I have something else to add to that, or here's something else. It was really cool. It wasn't, you know, this wow prophetic word. It was pretty simple and pretty, you know, it was easy to communicate. It felt like you were getting it. But it wasn't like, your destinies in the stars. Like, it just was like, the Lord loves you. And then, like, some things that were kind of around the theme of trees. And we just, he begins to weep and shake. And I'm like, did we say something wrong? (laughs) (laughs) But no, what had happened is after we get done, and we're like, okay, are are you good? You need prayer or something else? What's going on? And he says, no, 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 you don't understand. When I was a kid, someone prophesied basically the same thing that you're saying now. It was one marking time in my childhood, and the, the word was something about trees. I wish I could remember the whole thing. He goes, but I grew up in church, and that has never left me. And nobody's prayed that way over me since then. And I've walked away from the Lord. My uncle's a pastor. I've walked away. And now I'm just here and I don't know what I'm doing, but you have reminded me of that day. And what the Lord said to me 10, 15 years ago. Never be impressed with the works of the enemy. The smallest seed of faith is way more impressive. It's way more impactful than we can we can understand. For the power of God is personal. And it's way bigger than just us. But it's also deeply intimate and deeply personal. Stay grounded. Remember that the power of the kingdom is based on our relationship with the king. Luke 10, 17 through 20. If you still have your Bibles, let's turn there together. Luke verse 17. Luke 10, 17. Make sure I'm on the right place. Luke 10, 17 through 20. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the the demons submit to us in your name. And he replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the powers, like all the power, of the enemy, so nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. What's more important is that our power comes from relationship with the king. Again, he says, don't rejoice if the spirits submit to you, but turn your attention away from, yes, we won, to it's all for you. And it's all because of you. Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Power is personal to the Lord. What's more important than power? Relationship. 
So number three, the purpose. The purpose of power is to bring people into a relationship with God and with one another. Let's turn to one more scripture. Acts 8, 5 through 13. Just to note, Philip, who we're going to talk about today, he was one of the seven deacons in the early church. He began preaching the gospel of the kingdom outside of Jerusalem after persecution began to rise. So Acts 8, chapter 8, verse 5, excuse me. All right. You ready? Ready. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, they paid all close they all paid close attention to what he said. For with shrieks and pure spirits that came out of many, that'll get your attention. And many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. And so that. So that there was great joy in the city. Now, uh, for some time there was a man named Simon who had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people of Samaria. And he boasted that he was someone great. And all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaimed, This man is rightly called the great power of God. They followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with his sorcery. But when they believed Philip, as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. And Simon himself believed and was baptized. And he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles that he saw. I encourage you later this week to go back to Acts chapter 8 and read the rest of the story because what Simon sadly did was try to grasp onto power without relationship. And it was his demise. He thought he could buy the power. thought it was something that he could achieve. But no, power is something that we receive as sons and daughters and we steward it. We walk it out. We demonstrate it on the earth. Let's note verse 6. Go back to there. When the crowds heard that Philip heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, they all paid close attention to what he said. With works of power, people will close pay close attention to what you say. I think it's just a reminder for how important integrity is as you're walking as a believer in righteousness. Uh, because with power, for the glory of God, it doesn't end with you. But people are going to pay close attention to what you say. Make sure that your life glorifies your Father in heaven. Verse 8, so there was great joy in that city. Great joy comes to a city where the kingdom of God is operating. It really does. I mean, can you imagine if a city's cancer numbers went from like way up here to way down there because suddenly the local church in the area began to pray for people that cancer they were going to heal? It's fun to imagine those kind of things. Yes. It's even more fun to do it. Yes. Right? Yeah. right? Yeah. Just get excited. Yes. We have accessible power. Right. Yes. Not just that we learn about and we teach, but we do. Yes. 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 We do it. It's not just talk. It's power. Yes. 9 through 11, people in the world are very spiritually ignorant when, they, when it comes to the sources of power. They can recognize power. It's easy to recognize. They don't know where it's coming from. Just like the Pharisees who accused Jesus. Our assignment is to teach them. I think it's so important because the people, the disciples in the Bible were always 
you know, demonstrating and, and healing and prayer and, and seeing signs and wonders, but they always directed it back to, and this is who it's from. Yes. Yes. It's Jesus. Yes. Yes. It's him. It's his work in our life. Philip showed them the truth about God. And then they were baptized and they became a part of God's family. It didn't end with, you're healed. We're going to the next city. But it says there's more than this. You think you're joyful now because you got healed? Think about a lifestyle of healing in every area of your life. Of wholeness because of God's power at work in your life. Think about that. How much more joyful it is. So, they were baptized and they became a part of God's family. Even a former sorcerer recognized true power and became part of God's family as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love listening to the band and leadership podcast with uh, Jesus Culture in California. And he talks about a story of there was a uh, self-proclaimed witch who came into their service one day. And she was coming a couple times and she came up to him. She says, it's really weird. I feel this power in the room, and I don't feel the kind of power that I usually do whenever worship begins. What is that? <laughs> it's a different type of power. I recognize something, but it's different. There's something special about it. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so he explains to her, like, this is the power of God. <laughs> this is something much more pure. You know, it's eternal. Yeah. This is Jesus. Yes. What you're feeling in the room, it's greater than anything you've ever experienced. Yes. Right. It's Jesus. It's kingdom power. Amen. When God's kingdom power is at work, people will be saved, healed, delivered, baptized, and become a part of God's family. That's what it's all about. It's always been about Jesus. It will always be. It is now. And it always has, always has been about Jesus. So, I wonder if there's anybody in the room today that you're like, yeah, this is my church, this is my family, but this kingdom power is something that I, I want to see see more of. That we talk about it, you know. But in my own life, when I'm away from everybody else, I feel powerless. It's available for you today. Yeah, it's available. So if, if that's you, with every head bowed and eyes closed, I just want to pray that every that you would just get just a surge of courage today. That you're in a family and you are a son and a daughter of God. You're a powerful person to give the Holy Spirit that lives in you. If that's you today and say, I want to see more demonstrations of power and I need the courage to step out and faith to do it, would you raise your hand? Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Access granted in Jesus' name. Yes. 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 That's awesome. If you need a genuine relationship with Jesus today in the room, you can raise your hand. If you're on the live stream as a step of faith, as a step of faith just raise your hand wherever you are. Say, I want to know you, King Jesus. There's power available to you. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, forgive him. Welcome to the family. Jesus is Lord. 
Forgiveness of sins is available for you. Redemption is available for you. By the blood of Jesus, his work on the cross and his resurrection, he's alive, he's at work today. He is powerful, and he's kind, and he's good. Thank you so much, Father. Yeah, we just pray right now for more power. That you would take us deeper into who you are and everything that comes with it. Yeah, our eyes are on you. Jesus, you are powerful. You are Lord. We submit to you. And we thank you that the works of the enemy submit to us as sons and daughters. In the name of Jesus, we thank you in advance that we will see your power at work in our life. We will see healing. We will see sons and daughters coming home. We will see lives being restored. In Jesus' name, more than we could ever ask or imagine, that's who you are. And it's all for your glory. This kingdom power is available, and we don't want to live without it. We don't want to pretend like it's not there or accessible or be afraid to ask you. Because you're so good. You're a gentle father who takes care of us. And you are powerful. And you are the warrior king. This power is personal. Thank you for your love. We ask for courage. We ask for faith. We thank you for this power. In Jesus' name. Amen.